And God is also in your column. Today we celebrate the fool, that character in every community that helps us point out the obvious that we are not seeing. Those things that we take for granted that despite seeming mundane are really gateways to higher understanding, to deeper meaning making in our lives, to being closer to God. Like, for example, our colons. As I thought about what would be an appropriate reflection for today, I thought about what it was that was so obvious and so mundane that it must be a source of hidden and unexpected meaning. It must be an unknowing place of connection to the divine. And in all of this thought, it occurred to me that the older people get, the closer that they are to ultimate wisdom, the closer that they are to returning to the infinite source of all often called God, the older people get, the more time they spend talking about their digestive systems, their maladies and misfortunes. You've probably had those conversations, right? Lest I quickly, too quickly devolve into toilet humor, I'll just pause and let us think about all of the times we have been ensnared into conversations about the unseemly products of our digestive process. You've, you've had those conversations, right? It's not just my family, is it? Please tell me it's not just my family. <laughs> oh, boy. And since so many of those products are in large, thanks in large part to the colon, I figured that our large intestine must be the source of this great wisdom about the universe and the divine. The large intestine is, in fact, a fascinating organ, probably the most serially abused organ in our bodies, because everything we eat eventually passes through it, and it has ways of letting us know when what we are eating is not, shall we say, up to par. So I've decided that at least for today, God is in your colon. And our large intestines have at least three, and there are probably many, many more, but at least three important lessons how to, that they can teach us about our lives. Allow, them, allow me to share the three that I thought of with you. The first is that balance in all things is necessary. Those of you who, who might not be uh, up on your intestinal physiology might not know that the singular job of the colon is water absorption. The singular job of the colon. It has to absorb enough water that you don't dehydrate, but not too much water, lest the products of the digestive system not be able to pass out of your body. The large intestine lets us know when it is out of balance. Oh boy, does it let us know. It lets us know in many ways that I will not be talking about specifically today, but Andy Borowitz told you about a few of them. And so the singular job of the colon being water absorption, it needs to find balance. Balance is important. I ask today, where else do we need balance in our lives? Where else must we carefully avoid the constipation of ideas or the diarrhea of the mouth? We all need balance in our lives, and our colons teach us that. Lesson two, we must take in that which we cannot digest. You've all heard of fiber. Fiber is the colon's best friend. Fiber, of course, 
is the cellulose matter of plants that we eat that our bodies can't break down because, well, we're not cows or, or rabbits or animals that have evolved to break down cellulose in their digestive system. So we can't break down those things. We cannot use cellulose for nutrition. And yet, we must consume it all the time. Fiber moves things through us. It regulates the workings of our digestive system. It prevents us from absorbing too much cholesterol. And it helps prevent things like colon cancer. Fiber is the colon's best friend. And so the colon teaches us that we must take in that which we cannot digest. And so today I ask you, what are the other things that you must take in in the world around you that you just can't digest, that you have not yet evolved the intestinal flora to be able to use for nutrition, but you know that they're good for you anyway? What are the things that you must take in to avoid the diseases of the spirit, the diseases of the soul, the diseases of the mind and of the emotions, that though you don't yet quite understand them, you know you have to take in anyway. The colon teaches us that we must take in that which we cannot digest. And finally, our large intestines teach us that it is vital sometimes to do something that makes us uncomfortable. Many of us, another moment of seriousness, know people whose colons have become a great source of pain for them, or even worse, a source of life-threatening disease. And there are a few ways to diagnose those sources of pain and disease before they become life-threatening, but the main one you're probably familiar with is not a pleasant experience. Not pleasant, indeed. And so our colons teach us not only the importance of self-care, but more importantly, the importance of putting up with irritating things that are really for our own good, like colonoscopies. Our colons teach us that sometimes we must put up with an evening of uncomfortable bowel movements and a day of grogginess in order to prevent illness down the road. And so today, our large intestines ask us, what are the other things that we must do that make us uncomfortable? How else are we moved out of our comfort zones? And what do we get out of sitting in those zones of discomfort for just a little while, knowing that in due time, we'll be back to our lives as we know them? I got the most marvelous glossy color photographs from my colonoscopy. You can imagine my surprise opening the mail one day. And while that's a story for a different place and time, perhaps it made me uncomfortable all over again. (laughs) And so I pass that discomfort on to you. (laughs) The large intestine is a fascinating organ. When twisted in knots, it can either kill us or bring us closer to the ones we love. It can make us appreciate the things we take for granted. And it can teach us lessons. Like when things are looking downright crappy, there is a bright side to life. And we should learn to look on it more often. Amen.